My name is Carlin Borisenko, and you are listening to the Actively Unwoke podcast. So today I want to discuss different findings that I'm coming across when I'm investigating different school districts to see just how woke they really are. Now, if you haven't seen me do this, I have a whole bunch of streams on my main YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Dr. Carlin Borisenko, D-R-K-A-R-L-Y-N. B-O-R-Y-S-E-N-K-O. I know that's a mouthful. If you just go to activelyunwoke.com and scroll down to the bottom, there'll be a link over to it on, uh, on there to make it easier. But I do these streams where I do live investigations of different school districts. We've done a lot of them. We've done Burlington, Vermont. We've done Cambridge, Massachusetts. We've done Chicago. We did Rochester, New York, which actually turned out to be okay, shockingly enough. More on that in a minute. We've done Portland, Oregon. We've done Seattle, Washington. And we're going to keep going and going and going. This is part of the Schools Exposed program that I'm building with the Unwoke Army. And this is part of what I want to teach parents how to do. I have a program right now where I'm looking for funding and support to train 10,000 parents how to investigate what schools are teaching their kids based purely on publicly available information. You can get access to that or learn more about it by going to unwokearmy.com slash parents and even get first access to the program when it launches in January. Anyway, so I've really been trying to reverse engineer this stuff. The reality is that school districts are putting so much information online so much information. They put all their documents online. They put all their training online. They put videos of students talking about what they're doing online, repeating the talking points they're hearing from their teachers. They put their community partners online. They put their vendors online. They put their curriculum online. We can actually use all of this information to find out just how woke or unwoke, as the case may be, a school district is. And we can do all of that before submitting a single FOIA request or a single public records request. And listen, we want to be able to use FOIA and public records requests, but if you can find all the information publicly anyway, you might not even need to go that next step to find out what you're looking for. So I've been investigating school district after school district after school district. I've been looking at their content. I've been looking at how they have their equity offices set up if they have one. I've been looking at videos of their staff members talking to each other, looking at school board meetings, looking at meetings that you would be shocked at some of the meetings these places record and just put online for posterity. Probably has gotten like three views in its entire lifetime, but it's online. You can watch it if you want to. So I've been doing all of this. And one of the things that is very clear to me, and I really think that we need to be nuanced about this is that there are true believers and there are useful idiots. Or in this case, I'm actually going to change the name of it. Instead of calling them useful idiots, I want to call them useful innocents. And I have to give a shout out to Red Girl on my YouTube channel who left this comment basically saying that that the term useful innocents might be a better one because these people genuinely don't understand what's going on and are just compassionate people who have been duped. So let's talk about the difference. True believers versus useful 
innocence. And I do like that so much better. You'll, you'll, you'll hear me in some of the recordings I've set up until this point, uh, calling them useful idiots. And then I have to qualify that and say, no, 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 it's not, it's not an insult. I promise it's actually better, but it's just, it's, it's the name that most people know them by. So, so what is a useful idiot or as we're going to call them moving forward, useful innocence. They're people who might be trying to implement something called an equity policy, but it's not really equity in the way that we think about it. Whereas the true believers, they are trying to implement an absolute equity, equality of outcomes, Marxism-based policy. The true believers are the ones that we need to be really afraid of. The useful innocents are the ones who are doing what they're doing. They're going along with the woke agenda because they think it's what they need to do to be a good person. In schools run by true believers, they really are trying to usher a Marxist agenda into the school. In schools run by useful innocence, they just want everyone to have the same access to opportunities. They just want everyone to have the chance to succeed. These are good people who have been misguided by the people that they trust. It's kind of like looking at the difference between equity and equality. Now, if you've been listening to me or following my work for any period of time, you've probably heard me define this a million times, but just in case you haven't, equality is what we should be striving for. Equality is what Martin Luther King Jr. talked about when he said, I want my children to be judged for the content of their character rather than the color of their skin. Equality means we all have access to the same opportunities regardless of our race or our gender or our sexual orientation or our gender identity or our disability status or our age or our hair color or any of the other immutable characteristics that we might be born with. It means everyone shows up, everyone gets a chance, and the best person gets the job. That person might have white skin, that person might have black skin, but skin color does not fall into the equation at all because you are judging them based on their merits, not based on how they look. That is what we should all be striving for. That sounds like a pretty great world to live in to me. Equity is a little bit different. Equity is about equality of outcomes. It means that everyone ends in the same place. You can only achieve equality of outcomes in a society that is socially engineered to strive to hit the mediocre. A society built on equality of outcomes is does not allow for greatness. It doesn't allow for genius because not everyone is going to get up to that highest level. That is just the way it is. Some people have different talents than others. Some people have different innate gifts than others do. Some people are going to be amazing at one thing and suck at another. But what, what the woke ideology tells us is that the goal is to reduce all disparity in outcomes so that everyone ends in the same place. That is simply unrealistic. It's unrealistic. 
So going back to the schools, when I've been doing these school investigations, I've been finding that because the word equity is such kind of, it's like a hot topic of the moment. It's, it's the buzzword. You, pretty much every school that I've looked at is doing something related to quote-unquote equity. However, the people at the school have very different ideas about what equity means. Our useful innocents do not understand that equity means equality of outcomes. They do not understand the foundation of Marxism that it comes from. They do not understand what they're doing. They've just been told that this is just about giving everyone the same chance and we don't want to judge people by the color of their skin and those are good things. But then they've been given the solution of equity is going to fix everything and they just haven't done the work as it is to look into it any further. Now, some might blame them for that. Some might insult them for that. I don't think that that's a good idea. Because in watching these people, I have to say, I've seen a couple of them now. I've seen the director of equity in Rochester, New York, who I, I really thought that Rochester, New York was going to be one of the most woke school districts that we ever looked into because the community of Rochester, New York is uber, uber, uber woke. And I was, I was so excited. I was gearing up. I was getting ready. And then I found out that their director of equity was like a former math professor with multiple degrees in math. And I kind of, my brain went kind of like, hang on. I think she might be able to see through this. And I watched a meeting that she had held with their, their real team, which is what they call their equity team. They call it the real team. And there were a couple true believers on this team. There were, but most of the people on the team were, were first of all, black women, which I don't think is actually coincidental because I don't think that black women tend to buy into this stuff as much as like liberal, white, rich women do who are guilty about who are feeling guilty about being rich and white and, and all that stuff. I actually think that black women don't buy into this stuff as much, probably because they have actually experienced legitimate racism in their life and legitimate oppression and they know what it looks like and they know what it doesn't look like. Anyway, this real team in Rochester, New York was made up of a bunch of really strong awesome black women and although they were using the term equity they weren't really talking about equity they were talking about equality they were talking about things like involving the parents they were talking about things like lifting everyone up and by the time we got done with that rochester investigation and this is on my youtube channel if you want to go and watch how it played out in real time by the time we got done with it i was like you know what i can nitpick here and there i can say i wouldn't have done this or i wouldn't have done that or i wouldn't have done it a different way whatever but overall, I actually came out thinking they were doing a really great job. I came out thinking that these were people that genuinely cared and wanted to do a good job and they were not trying to implement a Marxist agenda. They just didn't know what equity meant because no one had ever given them the real definition. They probably just heard this term come up at their conferences and their professional development trainings for years and of course, when it comes up in those contexts, no one explains what it actually is or where it comes from. So they adopted this term equity as a useful innocent, as a useful innocent for the woke left, but they were actually doing a really good job. And then just the other day, I saw this in the Chicago public schools as well. Now, the Chicago public schools are uber woke. 
there there is a lot of real equity like real real marxism in the chicago public schools and that is a whole different podcast for a different day but i was watching this presentation with the ceo of the chicago public schools his name is uh, his name is pedro and i judged pedro really harshly at first i said oh here we go we got to look at every school district this guy has ever been in to see what's going on and then i watched him talk for an hour and pedro was talking about involving parents Pedro was talking about treating students as individuals. He was talking about the arts and athletics and ROTC and and traditional extracurricular activities, not not crazy woke activism stuff. And he was actually talking with their director of equity and the director of equity kept trying to plant things. He said, well, we should center the voices of students. And Pedro would answer, well, we really need to involve more parents. And I watched it thinking, wow. The Chicago public schools are really lucky to have Pedro. He seems like a great guy that really cares, that understands what he needs to do, and he doesn't buy into this equity nonsense at all. Now, he's not going to say that because that's going to get him in trouble. He can't say that. That's going to get him in trouble with his position. But what he can do is, for himself, I suppose, define the word equity differently. Again, defining it roughly similar to equality rather than a Marxist concept. And one of the things I've noticed, well, a couple of things, is that there are, there are absolutely identifiable differences between the true believers, the ones that are actually trying to implement a Marxist agenda, and those who are just trying to do a good job and do care about kids, and do care about parents, and do care about families. And we need to be nuanced about this. We cannot make everyone in every school our enemy if they are not acting in ways that would make them our enemy. If they're just trying to implement equality, but they're calling it equity, you know what, good sir, go forth and conquer. My beef is not with you. We cannot treat everyone the same. We have to be nuanced about this because the minute we stop being nuanced is the minute that we just become an angry mob. And I'm not comfortable being part of an angry mob. I don't know about you, but I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that. So some of the things that I've noticed, and I did a thread on this on my actively unwoke Twitter account. Now, I am currently, as of this recording, though I am working very diligently on it, I'm currently permanently banned on Twitter under my my uh, personal account. And so if you used to follow me on that account and are looking for me and wondering why I'm not showing up anymore, just head over to twitter.com slash actively unwoke. Of course, I can't be officially me on there because I'm I'm permanently banned. Obviously, I, I wouldn't be on Twitter at all. But if you wanted to find me on Twitter, that might be, you know, a good place to start. And I posted this Twitter thread that I want to read to you. Oftentimes, these podcasts start with me thinking through something in a Twitter thread. So if you want, if you want a preview of what's coming, it's also a really good follow. I wrote, when you're looking at school stuff all the time, it starts to become easy to tell the difference between schools that are implementing it because they're true believers and ones that are doing it as useful idiots. And of course, we're going to change that to useful innocence because I like that much better. But just for, for, for the sake of reading the thread. Let's walk through it. True believers are those who are fully indoctrinated 
into a far left ideology of the woke left. They understand it. They live it. They believe it. They want revolution. And when I say revolution, I do actually mean revolution. The four primary goals of the woke left, and I probably, if I haven't done it already, I probably should do a whole other podcast on it, but repeating them is helpful for new people. The four goals of the woke left are as follows. Gain as much power as possible by destabilizing the system so you can attack capitalism, so you can usher in a Marxist utopia. They are almost always trying to destabilize the system and attack capitalism with almost every strategy they implement. So when I say they want revolution, we are very literally talking about a Marxist revolution in this country. We are in a woke cultural revolution right now. If you wondered what it was like to be in China when when Mao was having his revolution, okay, it's a little bit different, slightly different, but there are also a lot of similarities just because we live in different times and in a different context, but a lot of similarities. We are in a cultural revolution. That's what they want. Useful innocents, rather, are just trying to be good people and don't realize what's going on. They mean well. And when I say they mean well, I legitimately mean it. There is, you know, it's it's funny. And I don't know exactly how to quantify this yet. There is a distinct difference in how I feel when I'm watching a useful innocent rather than a true believer. A useful innocent is warm and seems just like a nice person, someone that you might want to spend some time with. They care. They care. They, they, they genuinely want things to work out for the best. Whereas a true believer, to me anyway, comes across as cold, comes across as very focused specifically on the words of the revolution. They come across as people that just don't make me feel good, not people I would want to spend time around, almost like robots, almost as if they were members of cults. Aha. So when I say useful innocents are trying to be good people, I really do mean it. I think that they are good people. And that's something that we can use. In schools run by true believers, they talk a lot about the collective. They are trying to usher in literal Marxism. They have to train the next generation to see things that way. And that is quite literally what they're doing in some of these schools. They are into what I am always looking for when I'm doing these investigations is are they integrating equity, real equity, not equality? Are they integrating equity into the curriculum? Because if they're integrating equity into the curriculum, that means that the only goal is to train the next generation to be woke, progressive activists. And they're integrating it in with all their coursework. And the reason they're starting in schools, in high schools, middle schools, elementary schools, as young as pre-K, four years old, the reason they're starting this early is because people do not develop the logic reason function of their brain until they're in their early to mid-20s. If they get you as a child, they have got you for life. And children do not have the ability to defend themselves from these kinds of attacks. They are trying to train the next generation to be Marxists. 
This is not a joke. This is not a drill. This is probably happening in a school district near you. However, in schools run by useful innocents, they talk about individuals and lifting everyone up. Another difference is that schools run by true believers want to separate children and parents. They talk about keeping students safe from their families. They will literally tell students, it is not safe to be who you are at home. You can only be who you are at school, away from mom and dad. We are your trusted adults. Your parents are not to be trusted, only us. But in schools run by useful innocents, they want parents involved. They genuinely want parents involved. And they do outreach to them if the true believers don't do it. And when I say that, I really mean it. The Rochester, New York School Districts has a whole department around getting parents involved. That should exist in every single school. I'm not sure why it's just existing there. In Chicago, the CEO was talking about outreach to families. When the equity director was talking about centering the voices of young people, the CEO said, why don't we get parents involved? That's the way it should be. There are distinct differences between these types of people. And we need to be able to know how to identify them through qualitative means, at least at the moment. Now, I know some of you find qualitative means a little bit fuzzy. You're going to say this is about lived experiences. You're going to say there is there's such a thing as an objective reality, Carlin. Well, no, in qualitative means, it's not black and white. It's shades of gray. And you use themes and language and you use behaviors to try to identify which team a person is on. So if you have a school administrator and they're talking about getting families involved and they're talking about treating students as individuals and they're talking about helping teachers to take control of their classroom and they're talking about traditional extracurricular activities and they're talking about lifting everyone up that's probably going to be a useful innocent. But if you're talking about an, an administrator that's saying things like, we need to center the voices of students in our discussion, that is a true believer. If they're talking about separating kids from their families, if they're talking about how the family unit is not a safe space, if we're talking about kids can only be themselves in schools and you don't have to inform parents if kids are using different pronouns in schools. Those are all true believers and they are dangerous. But be careful. Be careful not to confuse the useful innocents with the true believers. The reality is that we can probably wake the useful innocents up because they do genuinely want to help and they do genuinely want to be good people. We can probably actually help them. We're on the same side. We actually don't have that many disagreements with them. Maybe onesie and twosies here and there, but it, it does no good to nitpick when we're in the type of situation that we're in. If you nitpick around the 5% of things that you have disagreement over, you're ignoring the 95% of things you have agreement over. And I promise you, many of these useful innocents would not be okay with Marxism, would not be okay with equity when it's defined as a quality of outcomes, if they had it shown to them that that was what was going on. We can wake these people up. We can use them. But not if you're rude to them because you confused them with a true believer. 
make sure you're paying attention. Make sure you're paying attention to their language. Make sure you're, you're paying attention to how they're talking about students, how they're talking about parents, how they're talking about integrating parents with the overall system. That actually seems to be one of the biggest indicators. Do they want parents involved or do they talk about we need to center the voices of students in all of our discussion. That's going to be one of your biggest warning signals that that's a useful idiot because that comes from Pedagogy of the Oppressed, which is Palafieri, which is literal Marxism. Anyway, keep an eye out on the language. Remember, language is the greatest tool and weapon of the woke. It is language that they will use against us but they can't use it against us if we pay attention to what people are saying and we are able to deconstruct or reverse engineer what's going on. There's a difference between true believers and useful and innocence. True believers are the enemy. True believers are who we are going at. True believers are what we need to remove from every position of power in the country. And I don't care if we replace them with useful innocents, even if they're on the left, even if they vote Democrat. I don't care. If they're useful innocent, put them in a position of power because they're probably going to do a lot of good with it. And we don't have enough people to be picky. We don't have enough unwoke people in the education system to be picky. If the best we can get is a useful innocent, let's take it. And move on to the next, because there's a lot of work to do. All right, guys, those are my thoughts for this particular episode. If you would like more information about fighting back against this woke cultural revolution that we are in, head over to activelyunwoke.com and pick up a copy of my book, Actively Unwoke, The Ultimate Guide for Fighting Back Against the Woke Insanity in Your Life. And I hope that you'll also, if you're enjoying this podcast, make sure you're uh, following along on my YouTube channels. Again, I do streams almost every single day of the week. So if this is the only place you're listening to me, cool. I really do appreciate it. Make sure you, you review it on whatever platform you're listening on, I suppose, especially Apple Podcasts. Five-star review on Apple Podcasts would be great if you appreciate these little, little episodes. But I do do a lot more content on my main YouTube channel, which is just my name, Carlin Borisenko. And I do it on my second YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash actively unwoke. That's all I got for right now, guys. We'll see you soon.